You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Motormania with Damien Reed. Motormania with you through until noon, and I'm joined in the studio now by Indachan Giado and Noel Ebden. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Morning, morning. Right, before we get before we get into this, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know whether it's controversial or not. But, that uh, means it is. Generally <laughs> speaking, yeah. I want to ask you first, have you ever had your car repaired or, re- repaired or serviced or detailed by, uh, by women? Yes. You have? In the UK. Tell me. In the UK. There was a, I went to QuickFit. Mm-hmm. Remember QuickFit? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, there was a, um, a lady did the exhaust on the car. Okay. There yeah. Because honestly, there's not, there's not a lot of women in, in that side of the industry in the Shan. Mm. I've had both men and women. I can now comprehensively the women did it better. Yeah, fantastic. Bloody hell. Wow, there, that's you good. Go. there you go. Well, I'm glad you've said that because in the studio, we don't have a lot of women in the industry, but we do get to see them in the studio occasionally. And joining me right now are two uh, ladies from Approved Automotive, which is a car detailing business in Dubai. Uh, Jen Mays, the operations uh, manager, is one of the few female master detailers in the UAE. And we've also got Abby Ferreira, the brand director. And you've been in the business for seven years, Abby. Yes. Yeah, and in Dubai for seven years as well. So mm. before that, I was actually, I started my thing actually in the UK before that, so almost 10 years. Mm. Um, I kind of fell into car sales after I got my degree in criminology, which is totally different. Wow. <laughs> I was like, um, oh. So hang on, you, link yeah. you call yeah, forensic on. down to detail your car? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I, I fell into it by accident just I, while I was deciding what I wanted to do. I wanted to maybe go and work in a prison or police or something like this. <laughs> fell into cars, selling Mazdas, um, volume cars. Very quick cars um, with lots of getaway room. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, moved to Dubai with my husband after being together two months oh, wow. um, for his risky. work. Which Very was, risky. Yeah, which was automotive related as well. So so, <laughs> oh, wow. wow. And then, yeah, and then just carried on with cars ever since, and I couldn't imagine anything ever different. Amazing, yeah. amazing <laughs> stuff. I mean, you never know where people come from, how they end up here. Jen, you're the operations manager. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, how did you, how did you, can you top that as a story for arriving yeah, here? Yeah, are you, are you no. also in criminology? Like, yeah. I can't, I can't top that. I had older brothers, that was the thing. So they ah. were always into cars. Yeah. And perfect. then I slowly got into cars, and then one of my brothers got me a job in a dealership working in finance. And then I hated that, so then I went to sales. And then I was a service writer. And then I was like, God, I really want to work on cars, but I don't want to touch them. I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to be like, mechanics hate their life. I've never met a mechanic that likes cars. And then I got into detailing where I can work on cars and make them pretty, and I still actually enjoy them. I don't hate them. Fantastic. So that's, that's how I fell into it. You sound, like my, you, you sound like my niece, who's now an aerospace engineer, because yeah. she's surrounded by oh, guys wow. in the family. She's um, probably one out of however many. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, working up there in, uh, in Australia for Boeing. Uh, but tell, firstly, tell me about Approved. Yeah, so Approved Automotive, it's actually a, more of a one-stop shop for cars. So where half of the company is premium car sales and consignment, and then the other half is our detailing side. So anything that we can do to make your car look pretty and keep it looking good is what we do. Literally mm. anything. So, I mean, as as females in the game, um, how's your industry experience been so far in, in all of this? Is it uh, good and bad? I mean, what's 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 it been like overall well, setting up in the region? I started in the U.S. And so in the U.S., it's very common to have female mechanics. Like, that wasn't a very taboo thing. Um, in terms of detailing, there wasn't very many of us, but now there's a lot more that have followed suit. In the UE, I came here and I was the only one. Yes. I knew of a couple other installers at some other shops, but I was the only one that was certified and it very quickly became a, a respect thing. I never had a negative reaction, not once. Not a single person was like, oh, but you're a girl. Nope, it's, oh my goodness, but you're a girl. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. It's been such an incredible, yeah. respectful experience for me. I remember back when I was first selling cars, um, there was a problem with a, a parcel shelf on a car and the guy was like, how can you sell cars if you don't know about parcel shelf? But I felt like it was very dismissive, like he wanted to deal with yep. a man. Yeah. Um, but I feel like now, as long as you're confident and passionate, mm. actually people see that a female is a lot more intricate about what we're doing. Mm. Um, and as Jen says, we are really a start to finish thing. So... Uh, me on the sales side of things I will take care of somebody on parts of their car that is actually nothing to do with me but I have the contact to sort it so customers have the trust in us and would rather leave the car with us we then send it wherever else if it needs some mechanical work or painting that we don't do um, and then they take the car back and everything's done rather than saying, oh, actually, no, uh, we can't do this. You need to go here or, you know, not even giving a suggestion, which is the industry norm here, by mm. the yeah. way. So do you think that's yeah. do you think that's been a, a harder or an easier experience doing it here compared to your home countries? Um, I would actually say it's easier it's because, easier. because going back to the whole standards thing, mm. I think sometimes when we do something, male or female, that is perceived as normal customer service to us, it's actually so much higher, unfortunately, than the industry standard. Um, it's even just down to sending someone a photo of their car every other day or every day at least. Um, it, it just goes a long way whilst the car's with us versus just not bothering or telling someone at the end, by the way, we have this problem and you need to pay for it. Like it's it's very different to the industry standard and that's why people see us as going above and beyond and that's on both sides of the business mm -hmm. as well, by the way. Mm. Yeah, mm. so. Yeah, the way we handle our clients is definitely the turning point. Anybody can do good work. Not mm. everybody can have good customer service. But I think it also does help mm. because where we are the only females, like Jen is the only other female I really yeah. know of working in the industry industry it helps because people then even if they can't remember our name for any reason they remember we're the girl from there like actually a funny <laughs> story the other day um one of our sales guys was selling a car to someone in the showroom and they were trying to sell them paint protection film what we do Jen knows what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, Daniel was like, yeah, we've got this PPF. And the guy was like, thanks, but no thanks, because I'm going to be sending it to this girl called Jen. Not so, realizing that I work there. We actually yeah. saved him in the desert. He had like spun his McLaren off. And so me and my best friend were out there. We hung out with him till the tow truck came. I'm telling about what we're doing. I could fix your car. It's fine. So even two years later, he was like, no, no, I'm going to send it to this girl. He didn't know who my name was, but he knew. And it turned out that it was the exact same place. It was yeah. so funny. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> I think, like, Noel, Shan, I think we, the three of us can agree at living here long enough and just generally, how often do we, with, with, with women that we know, come to us and say, look, can you go to the, can you come with me to a showroom? Because there's a massive intimidation factor mm. of the fact that if a woman walks into a showroom, they feel that they're going to get uh, you know, get talked down to or not shown the stuff. The, the condescension the right is really dripping yeah. from most salespeople. Mm. And, and how often? Sad. I mean, we. I mean, it happens to me quite often. Can you come with me? Come down there? just because they mm -hmm. they feel they they yeah. need to have a male there. And so, in in that regard, what's uh, the the split of, of of people who walk in through your yeah. showroom is it is it mostly female as a result? No, or? no, hardly ever. In fact, it's really? like a novelty if a female comes. But mm -hmm. I actually do always say this: like we want. Where we try and plug ourselves on social media as people, the people behind the company, again, um, with the whole business, um, it's it's very interesting because we want people to feel comfortable anyway. But as a female, if they're seeing another female, I think for sure it makes a difference. I know it would make a difference if I was going in on my own to one of the big dealerships to buy a car, for mm. example. Mm. Yeah. It goes so back to your parcel shelf question as well. Like people are often trying to test you subtly. Yeah. And I think oh, they do. Hostile. And that's Absolutely. just ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with the technical stuff, they'll come in, they'll ask a question, but like, oh, you answered it right. 
I would hope so. It's my really? job to answer it right. Mm. I'll get comments like that I think like people are really shocked with the level yeah. of detail we go to mm-hmm. because we've had so many past experiences because you learn with different experiences as well. Even with different brands of cars we're working on, Ferraris, by the way, have the worst paint in the world, and people don't realize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang, yeah. They, hang they, on a minute. They hang think on. That, you respray yeah. yours now, so yeah, you can't yeah, comment. Well, that's yeah. the point. Like you realize, even brand new from factory. To mm. be honest, you have these little quirks with different cars or G wagons. They're going to tell you that the battery is low just because you've opened and closed the door a couple of times, which you're doing all the time working. So I think if you pre-educate someone, mm. they realize, ah, you actually do have a clue what you're talking mm. about. You're yeah. not just trying to plug and get someone's money because that's not the case at all. Like we actually do care mm. um, and you learn these things over the years that you can build this knowledge up and just have an answer for every single question yeah it's interesting yeah. actually because uh, I, I, my, I, my wife and I just bought a new car in the UK ah, okay. and uh, it's still the same in the UK we went in there and we bought an, an Audi um, and it was a manual and the guy uh, the, selling the car said to my wife he said uh, will you be okay driving a manual yeah, and of all the women to ask that to, your yeah. wife. Yeah. So yeah. My, my wife works in the automotive yeah. industry, mm-hmm. and I, I set so I set her up. I, t- I said to her, I said, Nick, you'll be all right driving this car, wouldn't you? What was the last manual you drove? And she went, um, it was a Dodge Viper ACR, I think. And the, and the, and the, and the, the sales guy's one face, to drive. and the guy's face just dropped. Even you can I see struggle going, on the what? times I've yeah. had to try and move those. I can't do that yeah, one. That's the one car I'll tell people. Clutch, yeah. yeah, I'm like, no, someone else move it. <laughs> so, but it's yeah. funny because I think I feel that's also a UK thing, isn't it? Because mm. obviously we all learn on manual versus yeah, yeah. I don't know about Australia, but US is probably yeah. automatic. Yeah, right? we all so, learn automatic. Yeah. So I think people are like, what? You can drive manual? Yeah, exactly. And you're like, yeah, it's normal for us. It's a woman that taught me how to drive in a 74 Bronco which was a tree on the tree which what? is tree um, <laughs> what country was that I was in the US oh, okay. and basically I was having lunch and she said so you know how to drive this truck and I'm like how to drive a manual and she was so livid she's mm-hmm. like we're driving this right now very illegally this small town <laughs> <down, laughs> nobody cared yeah. but I learned to drive on a clutch a really tricky clutch with three on the tree you know on the column shifts uh, that was an interesting experience yeah but, but yeah. once you know that you can do anything basically yeah. 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 in the much. US you have to have a license for that then no no no, no, no. that's one of the interesting things about the US you can yeah. drive pretty much anything yeah if you, if you have a license you have a license yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, okay yeah. Yeah. Exactly. same in Australia you, you, you learn on a manual yeah. and the license just gives you anything I think now it's probably different so but, but you yeah. drive both cars so the UK has two licenses yeah. you can take an auto license and you're not allowed to drive a manual uh, yeah it's yeah. the same okay. here as well to be honest with you yeah. it's the same oh, it? yeah. 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 Right, okay. yeah. Yeah. not to stop anybody but yeah well, exactly yeah. but then at the same time unless it's maybe a really fun drift car or something mm-hmm. like Jen yeah. likes to do I think why would you bother with a manual you just want to do go and stop for me personally maybe that's controversial maybe that's a female thing well, I don't know so it begins <laughs> and well, so it begins no I like I like that feeling of feeling connected to yeah. the car it, but mm. it, it puts my phone down. It takes everything to just driving. So that's all I'm focusing yeah. on. That's why I like it. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's continue this one after the break because uh, I'm loving the conversation. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And uh, we're going to talk about how uh, – Let's. this is going to be fun. We're going to talk about how women stereotype men and their cars after this. Oh, so no. uh, do oh, join us up. No. We're joined in the studio by Jen and Abby from Approved Automotive in the chant. And Noel, also in the studio, I'm Damien Reid. And this is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. Welcome back. I'm Damien Reid, and you're listening to Motor Mania. And I'm joined in the studio by Intershan Jado and Noel Ebden. And we're talking about how women can get into the automotive industry across 
various different roles, and we're also joined as a result by by Jen Mays, a master detailer at Approved Automotive, and Abby Ferreira, who is the brand director. Um, now, this is just for fun, um, guys. <laughs> just this is not going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly. Um, uh, what cars do you drive, Jen? Abby, what, what have you got at the moment? So I have a big Ram Rebel because I'm American, so I need a Ooh. big pickup truck. Of course. Okay. Yeah, and then I've got a 350Z drift car that works sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Um, we, uh, we've had 11 cars in seven years because we're car people, I guess. But at the Decisive, moment, then. yeah, at the moment, I mean, I just become a mum a year and a half ago. So at the moment, I have a mum car, but it's a Chang'an Unicate, and we have the um, franchise for that at a showroom. Very good cars, just to plug that, since you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Right. Right. Let's go. <laughs> but um, also uh, an Alfa Romeo Quadrifoglio. Which yeah, is a very fun car and it's bright green, so look out. Right, we're friends straight away. <laughs> right. What? Right. There we go. Okay, yeah. now we're going to switch it around. I'm going to ask uh, uh, your daily drivers now. Hit the Shan, what car do you drive as a daily? Uh, I've got my big red Land Cruiser and, of course, my little new BMW, which we haven't talked about. No, sure. no, no. What would you class as your daily right now? Oh, you've got a. You just bought a very weird one, didn't you? Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I bought an Audi in the UK, an Audi a wagon. And I've oh, okay. never owned yes. a wagon before, yeah. um, but that's in the UK. Um, my daily's an LR4. Land Rover. Land Rover. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, and it's fantastic. Okay, let's get into the stereotyping. Ladies, based on those cars, okay. what, what do you think of these two guys? <laughs> oh, didn't see this coming. Hang, hang, on, hang on, hang on. Can I also point out, I also have about four other cars. But yeah. then we, let's not get into that. No, no, right we're, we're, no. I'm going to let Jen speak, I think. Yeah, yeah. I know Imtashan's new BMW very personally. So I'm going to say that's an amazing car and it looks fantastic. Uh, and then your, your other one is perfect. That is the perfect daily, in my opinion. What, the big red? Yes, the big red. Because wow. you, you can do anything, go anywhere, and you have no issues as long as it stays Great running. car for this country. Yeah. Phew, mm. survive that. <laughs> Here we go. And now I'm going to get Well, I, actually, actually, to be fair. Can you let them? Like, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, my other car is probably the, the most difficult car to, yeah. uh, to put a stereotype to. What's yep. your other car? So I have a Ferrari. Okay. But it's a 1993. Oh, see, that makes Very it a cool. little bit better. And, so, and it's not red. And it's not red. Okay. What model is this? Mm. It's a 348. Okay, see, what color is it then? It's blue. Blue? Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm a nice. big fan of blue cars and right. green cars in certain shades, so... Let me see it. It'll be very nice. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. See, so it's hard, that's a hard one to stereotype because it's kind of, obviously, Ferrari ownership comes with a certain stereotype. Really I hear Ferrari yeah. and I immediately am like, no, no Ferraris. Yeah. But as soon as you say pre-95, then I'm like, okay, now we're getting into the more yeah, classic yeah, exactly. Ferrari and then it becomes okay. Yeah. That's, so that's fine. You that's pass. you get out of jail. Yeah, I know. I, know. Yeah, I just got, I got out of there, didn't yeah. <laughs> In terms of, of car detailing jobs, what, what are the ones that firstly are the, are the most common types of jobs that come in and what are the ones you, you guys enjoy getting stuck into we do a lot of premium cars because most of the time people that want to put that much care and attention they have more of a higher class of cars um, and that's actually probably my least favorite kind of car to work on i much prefer people come in with classic cars older cars cars that are really rough because then the really? turnaround is so satisfying yeah. for a client to yeah. bring me something that i can shine up and give them back something that's like to be proud of that's my favorite part of the job hands down 
Yeah, so I think that me and Jen work perfectly together because we come from two different backgrounds, which means we've got two different clients. So Jen has a lot of project cars, as she just said, um, and I have a lot of the cars that come straight new from a showroom. Um, so when someone is doing something like maybe a bit of restoration that we're helping with or even a colour change on a car, which... I don't believe you should do on something like a Ferrari, by the way. Mm. Um, that's kind of the, the most satisfying mm-hmm. thing I think we do when there's a big difference from start to finish. Yep. Mm. Yeah. When, when it comes to, to running a business like you do and you're dealing with, uh, I imagine you're dealing with uh, in terms of your staffing, right across the spectrum from, from people in the workshop to admin, front of, front of sales, uh, front of desk, all, all that kind of thing. Do you feel a need yourself to kind of stereotype and say, okay, we've these roles must be for guys because they get under the car or whatever else and these are, you know, marketing works better. We're having women do the marketing. What's, what's, your, what's your take on that in terms of your, your staffing situation? Okay, so there's two sides. The majority of my team on the actual installers are men, unfortunately, because finding women to do this is so hard. Pretty much impossible. It, it's, yeah, and it, it, it's a struggle. But the, our customer-facing side of the business for our half is all women. We have no men. We feel that's our unique plug mm-hmm. because, as we say, we don't really know pretty much any other female that's working at the kind of level that we're working mm-hmm. at in the mm-hmm. industry. They just don't exist. I don't know if people feel like they don't need, they don't like, shouldn't belong there, mm-hmm. or I don't know because I've never felt like that. I think mm-hmm. of, of, if you work with cars, you're always gonna just naturally you're gonna be in a male environment. I think I can you relate know? that to so. motoring journalism because I grew up out here and I used to watch Top Gear and Jeremy Clarkson, etc. But mm-hmm. I never got the impression from people around me that that was a job that I could do. So I would yeah. tell my dad I want to be like Jeremy Clarkson and he'd look at me like, that's not what you do. You don't get a job. You See, go to that's a silly. You can do anything if you yeah. work at him. Yeah, I never thought that I would end up doing this. It was by accident. So but I, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? No, I always knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, opposite. That makes one of the three, yeah. yeah. So Jen, you're, you're saying you obviously got the, you got the big Dodge, is it the Ram, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a Ram Rebel. Yep. And the drift car. Mm-hmm. How did you get into drifting? Oh, so drifting I actually got into because one of my uh, clients became a very good friend of mine, and he was into drifting and sidewheeling. And so every time he'd come in, I'm like, oh, you should take me sidewheeling. You should take me sidewheeling. And one day he's like, yeah, let's go. And in a drop of a hat, I was like, okay, yep, this is my next hobby. Thanks. And <laughs> Can so, you explain sidewheeling very yeah, quickly? Yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, what is so, sidewheeling? Uh, his name is Hamani, and he uh, is... Uh, at this point, world-renowned. So the first time I was in his car and in his Land Cruiser, and he takes off, and he just floors it and flicks the wheel and makes it look like it's nothing. And all of a sudden, we're sideways. And I'm like... And he looks at me, he's like, you're not screaming? I'm like, I don't think I can scream. If I scream, the car will, like, finish the top over. And uh, ah, so you're talking on two on wheels. On two yeah. wheels, like ah. side wheeling. Very oh, precise. Yeah. No, it's incredible. That's a very cool sport to watch, which uh, I can't do that. No way. That's something that's quite unique to this region, actually, yes. because <laughs> yeah. there's a, you probably know, a stunt driver, yeah. Terry Grant, mm-hmm. based in the UK. And uh, Terry Grant came over here. I hosted a, a Renault Formula One event years ago down at, down at uh, the Burj, Burj Khalifa, and they had the guys you know, F1 cars doing the whole things. Terry Grant was doing his drifting. And he goes, how did he, How do your guys in the Emirates get the car on two wheels without using a ramp? Mm-hmm. And I said, I know someone. I'll introduce you to it. And now he does that trick at Goodwood every yeah. year. So <laughs> cool. It's so incredible. Uh, what, what sort of motorsport ideas would you be interested in, Abby? Is, is, is that side of the thing take your take I your love interest? Formula One. Maybe hey. that's, I think in the last few years, maybe it's become very, very popular. But when I first started to go to Formula One, when my husband was working for Ferrari back in, oh, okay. back in 2016, 
Um, <laughs> that's how I kind of got into it. And back then I wasn't really, I'm still not really necessarily bothered. I think all of the drivers are really nice, I guess, if you watch the programme. But I am a Max fan. Maybe that's controversial as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there. Well, well, look, it's been an amazing uh, opportunity to have a chat with, with, with you both. Uh, congratulations on the business. Um, tell us, where can we find you uh, in terms of bringing the car down and, and whereabouts are you in Dubai? So we're in Alcoos 1, um, so we're very, very easy to find. If you know where the big Collegiate Times building is, mm-hmm. um, we're just behind there. Please come and visit. It's a completely mm-hmm. different experience on terms of customer service, and that is both sides of the business as well. But me and Jen would love to meet you at some point as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please come along. Amazing stuff. Jen Mays, Master Detailer at Approved Automotive and Abby Ferreira, Brand Director. Thanks so much for joining us on Motormania this morning. Been a real uh, interesting to have a, have a chat about getting more women into the industry and we really do need it. Uh, up next, we've got Chris Milbourne of De Bizzle. He's going to tell us about uh, also about car clubs in the UAE and we have a guest from one of the big car clubs in the country. If you drive a Ford Mustang, you might like this one. I'm Damien Reid and this is Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Motormania with Damien Reed. Welcome back to Motormania. I'm Damien Reed, and I'm still joined here in the studio by Imtashan Jada and Noel Ebden. And of course, we're joined by Chris Milbourne, the social media manager of The Bizzle. And also in the studio, Fadil Khalid Al Jahomi. I hope I've got that right. President of the Mustang Knights Car Club, one of the sport, one of the Ford car clubs in town. So we're going to talk about car clubs. And uh, well, good morning, Fadil. Please tell me I got that correct. Did I? Yes, you got it correct and perfectly. Thank you so much, my book. Thank well, you for well me. Well done, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to see you again, Chris. You too, Damon. How are you? Very good, thanks. Very good. Uh, life in uh, the Bizzle world is, continues to be very busy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we uh, have. Have a number of things in the pipeline, but one thing I wanted to share with you guys is we're going to now we have now a service that will help you buy your first car. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So if you're if you're struggling to decide what car you want to buy, I know Noel has this problem a lot. Uh, we'll, we can help you out with uh, three cars of your choice. We'll inspect all three of them. Uh, we'll get you competitive rates on finance and insurance, and we've got two packages, and one of them even includes free home delivery. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. That's uh, so you're moving. So the business moving, kind of transitioning now into. Selling, buying, and selling their own vehicles. Uh, yeah, we've been doing that for a long time now. We oh, have okay. our, we have the Dubizel Cars Hub in Alcoos. We have the yard as well, and then we have a branch in Kasais and in Almoroh in Abu Dhabi as well to service the two Emirates where you can buy and sell your. I mean, buy and sell a car the easy way. Amazing, amazing. Well, we'll get on to that in a, in a few moments. Right now, we're going to talk about car clubs in the region uh, because uh, they seem to be. It just seems to be getting more and more popular. You just look at the number of car cafes that have popped up in the last couple of years. Uh, so, uh, Fadel, thank you for, for, for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Um, now, firstly, tell me, what? why would you join the Mustang Car Club? What's 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 in it for well, Mustang Well, first owner? of all, uh, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Um, our club, it was based on a charity events uh, idea in the beginning. Uh, so if you join us, you will have chance to get into charity events, into car shows. We kind of get some VIP treatment in a lot of locations we visit too. We have discounts everywhere from a Kandora shop to a barber shop to a mechanic guy. Are they, oh, bra- wow. are they, are they branded yeah. Kandora? Can, can you get a Mustang yeah, yeah, of one? Yeah, of course. Other than joining us, some, a lot of people buy cars. They don't understand it. So we make them understand it better. Um, mechanically and even if they want to customize it let's say they don't know what to do some people paint their cars pink which I don't agree with so we help them what to choose exactly in the garage and we make their knowledge more about cars 
I'm going to join. I'm going to now buy a pink Mustang and I'm going to join the club. No, it's okay. <laughs> you and the guys from Lamborghini are on the same page, from what yeah. I understand. I want, um, I want the barbershop discount. That sounds excellent. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, when was the club formed, and and, and how did um, how did it first come about? The idea of getting okay, it all together. Okay, so the club was formed in first uh, of August. It was with 10 people. I called all my friends in GCC. I had two from Oman, one from Saudi Arabia, one from Bahrain, because I was a member in Bahrain Mustang Club. But I wanted to do something of my own somewhere bigger. Bahrain is so small. So Dubai is actually bigger for us. Mm. So when I came here, six people agreed with me, four people actually laughed and said that you cannot do it. And it's not a good idea. Why should you go official with the car club? Let's just gather half tea in Ras Al Khaimah and come back, which I didn't agree with. Mm. So these six people and me, we started it for the first three months to try to make it a legal organized car club. So mm. the ATC UAE, which is the Automobile and Tourism Club mm -hmm. of UAE, helped us to do that thing. And since then, any event we do, we have police uh, presence, uh, ambulance, civil defense, if it's a big event. Mm. And uh, they escort us to the particular event. And if everything you do it with permission here in UAE, you get it so smooth and so big and so nice, you have no problems at all in it. Mm. That's the thing. Um, um, Shan, you understand that very well, how well the Dubai police work with uh, car groups and car clubs in the region. Yeah. They're definitely super involved now. It's changed quite a bit and evolved so much in the last few years from when it was seen as something to be hostile towards, because let's be honest, there was a lot of bad behavior. I'm talking like 20 years ago. Mm, yeah. But now with the help of Dubai police, things have become a lot more regulated. You have the clubs being really brought into the fold and encouraged in a you know how, how do they in a productive way, shall I say, that involves the groups. Because Dubai police, I think, now understands that these are enthusiasts. These yeah. are people who really care about their cars and you can bring them on side and make them part of your message. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I like about the UAE, UAE's approach to, to this kind of thing because setting up a car club here isn't isn't easy as other countries where you can just go, yeah, let's get some cars together and we'll, we'll create this new yeah. Ford club because we all have Mustangs. You can't do that here. Everything has to be in order to show that you are legitimate. Um, but as a result, we don't have the YouTube videos that we see from, from the United States and other parts of everyone leaving their cars and coffee in the morning and ending up in a tree or a gully yeah. uh, because the police are on side helping. And, and so your experience about setting that up, how, how difficult it is to, to set up a car club in, in the region? Well, in the beginning, a lot of people will uh, try to tell you it's not going to work. But when you have the correct team with you, Supporting you, especially my family. I love my family so much. Thank you. Um, <laughs> if they are with you, supporting you, you can do whatever you want to do, to be honest. Just put your mind into it. There's a lot of regulations. You have to wake up in the morning a lot of times, which I don't like. But I did it. <laughs> so after a year and a year and a half, we got the rhythm of it, how it works, actually. And now it's as easy as a phone call. No emails, visiting, waiting three weeks anymore. It happens in two days now. Mm. After nine years of the club. So that's to get like permissions and, and yeah. to, to go to places mm. and everything else. Yeah. yeah. It takes two days now. I think it's changed quite a lot because uh, there used to be no regulation at all. Yeah. Then it became very, very strict regulation. I was, I was, I was involved um, um, in the Ferrari Owners Club and they were the first club to actually ever get a license and it, they, it took them like a year to get it done. It was very, very difficult and I think now the authorities have made it a lot easier Mm. So there's a now now a lot of the clubs are now legitimising themselves and 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 you know doing that, which is great. That's how it should be. So, yeah, 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 hundred yeah. uh, percent. And I remember in those early days, mm. it did turn a lot of people away from going. Look, we can't we can't do a car club because yeah. Yeah. it's just too difficult. But it, now things are in order and things are happening. Mm. So, I mean, what what sort of what sort of people become members of the the Mustang Car Club? I imagine you get a pretty broad spectrum of right across 
Well, we have all kind of uh, nationalities and ages in the club. We got from 18. Actually, we have a guy who's 18. He has five Mustangs. I don't know why. But <laughs> five? How? Yeah, wow. Where did you get them from? You set the questions up and you're like, get them to answer it. How, the guy from Bizzle, where did you get them from? <laughs> so we got them from 18 years old <laughs> until uh, we have a guy who's 55 from Hungary, actually. And you got them from different jobs, different businesses, different cultures. So when we go to an event, I don't allow anyone to sit in a group alone. I actually push them to come closer. The ones who never knew how to speak English, I make the other guys teach them how to speak English so they can talk to each other. And it just became a strong um, unit that nobody can break, to be honest. I love it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Amazing, Chris. I mean, from a from a from a Debezel perspective, then you're throwing yourself in. Let's go with it. <laughs> we don't have a car club yet. We don't have one. We're, we're working on it. Eventually, we might have one. Let's see what happens. Debezel nights. Oh, <laughs> we should call it Debezel days, and it could be DD. Oh, <laughs> get some alliteration there. Yeah. I, I think you should set up a, a club of your own for uh, Volvo wagons. So supposedly, so, yeah. there's actually yes. a, there's supposedly a Volvo group or community somewhere that I've been told exists. I've only ever heard of it on. It somehow, and I asked somebody, and this is oh, there's a few of us around, and then I never heard anything again. Uh, but the un- thing is, there, there are literally a few of them now uh, out there, and there, I don't think there are many enthusiasts here, to be honest. So it'll be a very <laughs> small group of individuals, yeah, yeah, yeah. underground, an underground club. Would where you get together and knit. <laughs> and go to Ikea. <laughs> I need to suck up my needles. I was yeah. going to avoid the stereotype, but yeah. There you know, the, I'm just leading into it now. I passed the test earlier, now I can say what oh, I want, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, right, let's, let's try and get this back on track. Um, yeah. Right. So the, <laughs> where were we? Yeah. So, Father, in terms of the involvement from, uh, from Ford Middle East, what, what, do you, what do you get out of the arrangement from the, from the um, distributor? Ford Middle East actually supported us a lot. Um, they give us gifts that I was dreaming of buying you know those small mustang caps t-shirt that says ford yeah it's really hard to get you know you have to order it online so they actually give it to all the members and it boosted my members numbers because after we announced that we're working with ford they're supporting us we got a lot of member inquiries wow in the club amazing people people love a giveaway don't they Mm. yeah of course yeah yeah yeah. and then then of course i mean I, i guess it it helps the manufacturer enormously too because you're 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 talking to people who already love the brand, mm. and then uh, there's going to be an on sale. Hopefully, they'll go, well, well, let's get the new one. Or mm. let's see, you know, if they turn up to hand out those kits and they turn up in a Raptor and mm. they go, oh, that could, I could add that to the garage. So I guess there's a benefit mm. yeah. for a manufacturer to be actively supporting the car clubs. And, and they become ambassadors as well, don't they? It's like that they, they become those people that say, hey, buy a Mustang. And then other people go, oh, okay, yeah, actually, cool. Yeah, you, why not? Yeah. You would have found that with the. Obviously, Altair with Ferrari, the Ferrari Club, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Al Nabuda with the Porsche Club, very yeah, yeah. active with that as well. Yeah. It, it, it pays off to to have the, the, the industry support the car club as well. 100%. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of members that actually never thought about a Mustang. So mm. friends of our members, when they come with the Nissans or whatever car they have, they're like, oh, I want to join your events. So they actually go buy cars just to join our events. Mm. So it does, yeah. And this, this is something that you touched on them before as well, is that it's it's – they're, they're, they're clubs, but they're also communities, right? They're, a lot of yeah. people within these yeah. communities help others, right? They help them buy the right car that they want, whether it be a pink Mustang with an EcoBoost engine or a bright yellow one with a 5.0. And that's the joy of a, 
a, a group and a community. I'm part of the Dubai Petrolheads here, which started off as a subreddit, then became a, a WhatsApp group with many, many people. Most of the time, we don't usually talk about cars, but then it usually does. And a lot of time, it's people helping everyone out. Like, oh, I want to buy this car, or I need help finding this part. Where can I find it? And that's the joys of being in these groups and communities. It's somewhat catered, obviously, to makes and models. But then there are others that are kind of, you know, a bit more broader, that it kind of, they, they help everyone out, which mm. I find is such a unique thing. And like you said, it's like, you're not sure on what car to buy. Oh, just go join it, um, find one of the groups, uh, find a community. Someone there will help you out. Yeah, mm. for sure. From, from a, uh, again, going back to a DeBizzle perspective, in terms of some cars you want to bring in and you want to not use them as dailies, or you want to just import them and show them. I mean, how does that work in terms of getting specialist cars in to, to bring in? If someone wants to bring in, uh, you know, South African built Ford Mustang, this right hand drive that we can't get on the road here. How does that work in terms of the business side of thing if you want to buy that kind of car if someone lands here and getting it getting it through the door? Well there's a lot of agencies, uh sorry, I should really call them dealerships actually that specialise in these kind of uh um you know uh, scouting these cars out and sending them off to people or even acquiring them for certain individuals. I mean, look at uh, Tomini Classics, uh, mm. Nostalgia. Uh, there are so many, they all use Dubizzle to sort of uh, market the cars they have to, you know, uh, find people who want to buy these cars. And then what I find is a lot of people, I myself included, I mean, I'm heavily trying to find a Volvo 850 T5R mm. in faded yellow. Or cream yes. yellow, mm. they don't exist here. So it's custard yellow, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, custard yellow. There's, there's, one another, the, there's one in Australia I just saw a few weeks ago. There's Maybe. another name for it, but I don't think I can say it live on air. Um, but uh, I'm I'm trying to you know trying to get my hands yeah. on one, and they pop up from time to time, but it's never the wagon. So you kind of have to talk to these uh, dealerships that specialise in these, right? Mm. And I find uh, Dubizzle is a great way to do that because there are a number of. Uh, um, dealerships that, like I said before, that specialise in this. So you can you you might not see the right car, but you can contact them and they might be able to assist you with the car that you're looking for. Mm. Mm. And what about in terms of getting it through and registered and getting it either on the road or on the back of a truck to be dropped at, uh, at someone's house if you can't register it? So that's the thing, right? Because we have that rule here. What is it? Twenty-five? Is it twenty-five or thirty years? Thirty years. Okay, 30 so it's thirty. Years, it? Yeah. Uh, so once a car hits thirty years and it's a right-hand drive, uh, it can be legally registered here on a classic plate. Um, and this goes for any car that's actually over 30 years, you get that classic plate on it as well. That would be obviously the easiest way to do it. Um, otherwise, you basically just have it on the back of a, a lorry or you just move it from place to place as a show car. This is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. Yes, welcome back to Motor Mania. I'm Damien Reid, and uh, I'm still joined in the studio by Imta Shannon Nolan. Of course, we're joined by Chris Milbourne, social media manager of Debizzle, and Fadil Khalid Al-Jahomi, the president of the Mustang Knights Car Club, one of the sport Ford car clubs in town. Uh, Fadil, how can, uh, how can people join the Mustang Knights? Well, uh, I have a very strange rule that they have to see me and I have to see them <laughs> so I can interact with them. Uh, I got to see their car first, and they should be over 18, and the Mustang should be registered under their name. Um, and there's a small registration fees, one time only, because we're going to give them T-shirts, caps, keychains, stuff like that, and the discount vouchers. You have a uh, special, specialized uh, logo in the back of your car, so each member has a number. It's not just random. Yeah. So like your number, two, one, four, five, stuff like that. And they have their own um, physical ID cards. 
So they can use it in the places they're going to have discounts in. Sounds like sounds I, fairly good idea. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I yeah. like the fact that you you want to cite them first and and uh, and check them out. So <laughs> you know, yeah. next time we meet in an event, they don't feel like strangers. And usually yeah. when they come join, I just message the admins. I have four admins with me. Guys, I love you so much. Um, <laughs> when, when I message them, there's a new member. They just come in and they, we meet the guy. So the guy doesn't feel a stranger at all. It's a good idea. It's a good yeah. way to build a social component to the club because before it was about who's had the most expensive car. No, no, no. It we kind of care. a lot of clubs became ultimately a show of competition, and now I think this social element is what is changing exactly. in the last ten years. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because you know the whole the whole car club scene has changed enormously through the whole cars and coffee explosion mm. which we're seen by you know stand up of uh, uh, facilities coffee shops that have just uh, cafes have opened up in in recent years uh, chris being a social media expert and uh, with, with the bizzle how important is it for, for for car clubs to have this kind of online presence i mean it makes it so much easier to join the clubs as well because how do you find a whatsapp group with a phone number online unless yeah. they have a social media page you've got a pretty hefty following on yours. I know you're very active on social media. Uh, most car clubs here, all of them, like I said, I'm part of the Dubai Petrolheads, they actually started on social media yeah. uh, from yeah. Reddit. Um, and it's very important because, again, one, you, you can showcase, obviously, what everyone has. Uh, you can connect with users very easily as well. Uh, you can engage with the community, and you can exactly. even find uh, you know, new uh, new entrance to the club is that what you entries to the club i guess you could say uh, new members there you go that's the new word i'm looking for <laughs> that's how social media works isn't it it's a great way to connect with everybody and to just bring a light onto the club as well and what you guys do because like you said you started from a charity uh, yeah. event which so you know that's a, a, a incredible story that you guys started from and that obviously shares the light on them too via social media mm. Mm. and i imagine too now as the weather's getting better more events more events oh, about to kick in winter for us is heaven so in summer we have an event every two weeks. Yeah. But in winter it can be two events in one week. Really? Wow. That's yeah. A lot is that of big of a difference for us? And of course next year, Ramadan being pulled forward after Iftar, I imagine there'll be quite a few club events happening yeah, while the I, weather's beautiful. Actually, every Ramadan we started distributing 500 meals um, for the people for Iftar around areas in Dubai or UAE that are not famous. So we started in Dubai. The year after it, we started two Emirates. Now, every Ramadan, we go to seven different Emirates every three days, and we wow. distribute 10,000 meals for them. Amazing we stuff, We started see? with 500 only. This, this is why we need car clubs. Mm, this is absolutely. amazing stuff. What a great way to wrap up on. Uh, thank you, Fadl, for, for, for joining thank us this morning. Thank you for having me, guys. It was a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And thanks to everyone who has joined this morning. Um, if we, we didn't get through all the text messages, I do apologise, but we will get them to them when we're uh, live on air again, and that will be on the 30th of September. Uh, thanks, Chris Melbourne of De Bizzle. Thanks for having me. Keep chasing down that Volvo wagon. Let us know <laughs> it's how it goes. going to take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it for the long run here. <laughs> Imp the Shad, Noel, and I'm looking at you. Imp the Shad. Yeah. Thanks very much. I'm, I'm still here. I'm not chasing any Volvos, <laughs> but I'm chasing. Not yet. Yeah. Not, yet. not yet. No, you've got a bit of work to do with your cars, I understand, but we'll, talk, we'll chat about that off air. But all th- all's going well. All is going well. I think I'm looking forward to unveiling the story of my BMW next time. We'll do. And Noel. You've got you got a bit of car work coming up. Yeah, still working. Put getting the putting the engine in the common gear today. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. Oh, there's an update for the next show. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, and uh, and of course Fadel from uh, Mustang Nights. Thank you once again. This Thank has been Motor Mania. We'll be back on the 30th of September. So do join us then. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Motor Mania with Damien Reed.